Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the living Christ. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us and help us to be salt in this broken world so that all will come to know of your love and the gift of your Son. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Today's gospel lesson reminds me of an old joke that I'm sure all of you have heard. And so I'm not, yes, Phil, even you. And I'm not going to go down through the entire, the entire joke, but I'm just going to sort of get to the basic premise of the joke. St. Peter is giving a tour of heaven. And as he's walking through and showing this group the different places in heaven, and they're going past room and room, and he finally gets to a spot, and he says, Shh, be quiet as we walk past this room. And as they walk back, they looked in, and they saw a large group of people having a great time. And finally they got past the room, and someone says, Why did we have to be quiet? And St. Peter said, well, those, that's the Lutherans. They think they're the only ones up here. <laughs> now, you can insert any denomination name that you want there. And I thought it was probably better to pick on ourselves than somebody else. But isn't that what was going on in today's gospel? The disciples, the disciples came to Jesus and said, somebody, somebody was trying to cast out demons in your name and we tried to stop them because they weren't with us. Isn't that nice? And what did Jesus say? If someone is trying to do something in my name, they certainly are not going to be able to say bad things, right? And whoever is for us cannot be against us. You see, the disciples had this concept that they were the circle of where everything needed to be done, where that they were the ones that everybody needed to follow along with Jesus, and they needed to have, if you were going to do this, you had to be part of them. And they were not happy that other people were doing things. And Jesus reminded them that it's not just about them doing the work, but others as well. And then he, he goes a little further and he says, he brings the children back into the equation. If any of you were to become a stumbling block for one of these little ones, it would be better if a millstone were tied around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. It's pretty drastic, isn't it? But think about it. How many times has the church, and the church meaning all, the, all of God's church, right? Not just Lutherans. How many times has the church been a stumbling block to someone as they are coming to know and come to grow in faith? How many times have we been that stumbling block where 
we have stopped somebody from believing. I mean, just look at our denominations. You know, the Lutherans don't like to play with this group, and this group doesn't like to play, you know, the Baptists don't like to play with this group, and the Episcopalians don't like to play with this group, and the Methodists don't like to play with this group, and the Presbyterians don't like to play with this group. And on and on and on. Heck, we can even just look at Lutherans, right? You know, the ELCA doesn't like to play with the Missouri Synod, and the Missouri Synod doesn't like to play with the Wisconsin Synod. And all the other 26 different Lutheran bodies in the, in the United States. How many times have we caused, because of our unwillingness to say that we think we know what's best, have stopped and been that stumbling block? Or what about you and I as individuals? What does Jesus tell us? If our hand causes us to sin, cut it off. Because it's better to go into it's better to go into heaven maimed than it is to what? Go in with two hands and be thrust into the fire. Or if our foot causes us to sin, cut it off. Or if our eye causes us to sin, pluck it out. If if we all took the words of Jesus literally, we would have no pews, but a set of bunch of wheelchairs of people that had no hands or feet. Because the truth is what? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have been part of that. And if we are going to be honest and truthful, we too have not held up and done what God has called us to do. But today's gospel is not all about law and punishment. Because we hear about salt and that salt is good. Now, your doctors maybe told you that you need to cut down on your sodium intake. Or maybe you're just not a salt kind of person. But salt, if we think about what salt is, salt in the day of Jesus was used for so many things. It was, it was a healing agent. It was meant to preserve. It, it kept things fresh. It gave food better taste. And the reality is we use salt today in the same way. And so Jesus says, let there be salt in your life and be at peace with one another. You see, the good news is that we have been forgiven. That because of the gift and promise of God's love to us through Jesus who died on the cross and who was raised from the dead, we have been forgiven. But not just forgiven, we're also being sent forth in God's name. We're being sent to go out and to do the work that God has placed before us. You see, we can be the salt that helps bring the healing promise of God's love to people in this world. 
we can be that agent that God uses so that all people can come to know in the promise and gift of God's love in their lives. We can be an instrument of God. Matter of fact, we are an instrument that God uses for good. But we still sin and fall short of God's glory. We still stumble. We have that human side to us, don't we? Now, this morning, you've already have confessed your sins and you have received forgiveness from God. But I want you to take that just a step further. Because just in a few minutes, you're going to be invited to come forward to receive bread and wine, body and blood at God's table. You're going to be invited to come forward and to receive that sacrament of God's love that's given to us because God sent Jesus who died and was raised for us. And in, that, and in this meal, we receive not only forgiveness of sins, but nourishment to sustain us for that week to come in the midst when we're not doing the things that God wants us to do. But nourishment to keep us going to be instruments of the love of God. And so when you come forward today and you hear the words, the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you, I want you to think about what's on your heart. I want you to think about what sins you're carrying around inside you and what burdens you have. The sins known and yes, the sins unknown. And I want you to give them over to God and leave them at his table. So that when you return to your pew you are refreshed, nourished, forgiven, ready to go into God's world, ready to be the salt that will heal with the message and the promise of God's love. Today, we can be at peace with all the things that are going on in our lives and in our world and be instruments of healing. May the blessings of Almighty God be with you. May you know of his love and of his care and let us all go forth in his name sharing his love, his promise, and his gift to all the world. Amen.